0: Hello, welcome to Stephen Rowland's Beard Podcast. Episode
1: 212. 212, 212. I feel like they should be familiar for some reason. Nah. I got nothing. It's meaningless. (laughs) Yeah. Absolutely meaningless. Yes. Uh, There is no Steve.
0: Steve is dead. Long live for Steve. Is he dead?
1: Well, I mean, he's out in the wilderness in Sweden, so... Uh, he's not the outdoorsy type. He could very well have been eaten by a bear. Possibly. <gasps> do they have bears in Sweden? If they do, they
0: found Steve.
1: Mm, I'm not sure. I, I know they have him. Uh, I know they have him in central parts of Europe in the forested areas there, but I'm not sure if they still have bears in Sweden. I don't know. Yeah, I'm gonna have to look that one up. Anyway, you uh, there you go. Nice segue there. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know, I'm, you know, I'm <laughs> back when there's a good segue. Oh, we do uh,
0: like a segue. Yes. Uh, no, Stephen. Um, he's away. We have got Sandbrook's Brewery, Battersea Rye to Drink, um, which is our second Sandbrook's beer. We had one quite a while back now. They are London-based. One of the earlier ones to start up, 2008, I believe it was from memory. Um, And... I, I don't know I, I quite like I, I think they've had a bit of a branding refresh I could be wrong
1: the branding doesn't look familiar so when you said we've had them before
0: I was just like mm, I'm not, I'm not I remember having forward. I think it was that porter before we mm. had um, and I think the branding looks nice uh, they've also moved I'm pretty sure it was, a, it was a 500 bottle last time we had and this is a 330 mm-hmm. um, I think Sam Brooks, I know they've moved they do some keg as well i I think they were dominated on cask before I'm not quite sure on when, if that was a shift there or whether they were always they were always kegging and they've just upped that a little bit um, as a brewery I think that okay they started relatively uh, late on but they compared to some of the, uh, the regional brewers but I, in some ways I think of them as a little bit more like a one of those bridge brewers they're a little bit craft they're a little bit traditional um, not huge but good sized um they actually had brew previously of ringwood uh helped them get set up um, they started out with a couple of guys at uh, the great british beer festival talking to each other and and create the idea of why are not there any breweries in london doing beers and that was kind of where it all kicked off from um but yeah um, rye is a nice an interesting choice british hops um crystal rye malt pale malt Bramling Cross and I think a couple of the British hops as well. So I'm quite looking forward to this.
1: Mm. Um, I'm, I'm enjoying what I'm tasting so far. It's uh, very, uh, very Moorish. Uh, I've just noticed. Uh, I've been reading the uh, their uh, their label uh, on the back of the bottle. And there's a bit that's caught my attention. It's uh, Sam Brooks Brewery, quality handcrafted beer without the top knot, vintage tash or unicycle. <laughs> I, I, I I like that. It, it, it tickled me somewhat it's just like there are far too many uh, uh, far too many hipsters not you know but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> too many hipsters he it's says too, like, too many stereotypes I think uh, no, that's probably uh, in, fair in, in, in craft beer same with coffee as well we have these same problems yeah. like uh, you know you go into specialty coffee shops and you're like you're ticking the boxes and like flat caps yes beards or moustaches yes check shirts yes skinny jeans yeah yeah uh, <laughs> Bits of random old crap being repurposed and stuck on the walls. Yeah, uh. <laughs> yeah, it,
0: it's true. Um, actually, so I, I've left. I haven't fridged this beer, um, which I'm pretty comfortable
1: with. That. Yeah, I, 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 think it's. I think it's better for it's, it's. It's not a particularly warm day here, is it? It's no. probably been in the probably like the low end of the teens. I would say. Yeah. Uh, so it's. It you know Steve's office is cool. Um, but I think this is really benefited from the fact it's not been in the fridge uh, uh, I
0: mean, it, it's described as an American rye with English hops, because I don't think we've really got an English rye category but like, the, the hops aren't in your face, it is a rye a malt driven rye beer
1: oh yeah, very much like this, is, this the flavours in this are driven by uh, the malt and not the, the hopping um, I think it's, uh, it's the mouthfeel uh, especially as well, like it's mm. it's a very it's a very textural beer. Um,
0: it is. I mean that the rye is always good for that because it gives you that, mm. and the rye the rye spiciness comes through definitely.
1: Yeah. No. Um. I'm yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm I'm really enjoying this. I am a, I am fond of the odd rye every now and then as well. Yeah, but I I think this nice is to, nice
0: particularly remember. in this 5.8. This is actually pretty.
1: I I didn't actually notice. Yeah, that. it's a it's yeah, a bit more
0: drinkable than you might think. Yeah, um, you, you
1: could you could get very uh, very think, sloshed very easily on that. I think uh, that's a, a <laughs>
0: for for the percentage a dangerously sessionable rye. Yes, approach with caution. Uh, <laughs> I, I must admit, I'm I was not super excited about this beer because I felt some of the others I've had from them have been have been okay, but mm-hmm. they've been a little bit underwhelming. And this one, I think, is actually a really nice example of what it is it's a bit it's a style that you don't really see it's not a big hoppy rye beer but it's not shying away from the from the rye either Mm. actually it's letting that be front and center which is nice it's
1: one of those it's one of those styles isn't it like i don't see the point um of doing a rye if the hops are going to dominate it kind, I, it kind of it kind of defeats the object for me. Like it same with uh, like your wheat beers and things like that. Like you wouldn't do you wouldn't do a wheat beer and ha- have the the hops be the thing that dominate. Like the thing that makes wheat beers interesting is that. Is the yeah, uh, it, it, it's I, I what, think it, I think that's what gives them their you un, their unique character. Obviously, I think the yeast yeah. plays an important part as well. Than in wheat in your, your wheat beers, but um,
0: I, know, I think there's a balance. I think I've I've had some really nice hoppy rye beers. Um, but I, I, I quite a, like the
1: variety that you get of this one of not being that. I think there's a tendency to perhaps sometimes go a little over the top with the hops in certain, yeah. with certain styles, and I think that's just that's the, true. That's, I think. That, you know, it's because you know everyone's gone crazy for the hops in the last ten years, haven't they? Yeah. And they think, well, I've got another, I've got a, new, uh, a different beer to brew. Oh, well, I'll just throw shitloads of hops in. Well, out. and, and it's,
0: uh, the IPA has become the new
1: Lager. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I I, I which is interesting. Like I saw um. A, uh, a post on social media from a, a lad I used to work with uh, a few weeks back, and he was very much your stereotypical lager-swilling football fan. Uh, and I saw that he was having a quiet night in one evening uh, with, his, with his kids while his wife had gone out, and he was having a pizza and he had four bottles of Punk IPA. And like, if I if I'd have tried to get him to drink Punk IPA. Um, yeah. When I when we were working together, like it would, it wouldn't have touched it, like not a chance, not a, a chance trained, in right? hell. Uh, but it's it's true, IPA has become the new lager. Uh. Well, <laughs> yeah. on, on a totally unrelated. Don't get wrong, great thing in the sense, yeah. that it's actually opening people's eyes to to try new things.
0: It is, but we do. You say you do sometimes have beers where maybe they've gone a bit heavy on the the hops, and they could have done it.
1: Yeah, they could have dialed them back a little yeah. bit because you lose some. You lose some of the character. that like, if you're going to choose to make a rye, like part of the you want that rye coming out. Yeah, the, of, yeah. there's no point in hiding them with hops. Otherwise, it's pointless. You may as well have not used it. Uh, it's, it's you know, it's just a gimmick at, uh, at that point. so
0: Fair point. <laughs> yeah. Um. Before we wrap up, actually, I'm gonna. I'm gonna have a brief diversion into my my week off. Um. um no. Yeah. I don't want to know, Roland. I had a week in Amsterdam No, no, I don't know. I had four days in Amsterdam. Um,
1: yeah, bit beware. This is you know this 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 could be dodgy. <laughs>
0: uh, yeah, I spent four days at Carnival Britannomyces, um in in Amsterdam, which was phenomenal. If anybody is um, is wondering, should I go to that? Then yes, it is four days of a beer festival in Amsterdam, and. Actually, the best thing about it is it's so laid back. Dutch. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it really helps because you, you're actually it's split between six bars and an old converted Walloon church, and people just move between them. There's lots of different stuff going on all at the same time. There's talks and tastings and, and lots of different bits on. There's no particular pressure to be in the one place all at the same time, all crowding mm-hmm. and fighting your way to the bar. If one of them looks a bit busy, you go. Oh, I'll come back in, in an hour's time. We'll go so what to a different bar?
1: What were the sessions like? Like, were they split down into like, oh, you, know, you got four-hour sessions or? Anything? Well, there's no such thing as a session, really. It's just you get you, you pay for a ticket and you've got as much time. Well, as... you don't
0: even pay for tickets for the festival. So the the festival itself is basically just for those four days. All six bars give their entire beer selection over to. Mostly to Bretty or sour beers or saisons or that kind of thing. Um, at the old church there's then a series of talks and you buy tickets for the talks if you want to go to the talks. And then
1: the beer you just pay as you
0: go. Yeah, you just buy beers at the at the places. Mm. Sometimes people will turn up, like the tasting ones where a brewery will just turn up and you pay pay them for their beer. Mm. So I, I was stood outside one of the bottle shops. Um I drank La Vermintoise, which is uh, a beer from Brasserie Blauwies with um, uh, Hill Farmstead, it's a collaboration one. And I've had it last year, it was one of the amazing beers I had, mm. it tastes phenomenal. It was only afterwards I realised it was actually the guy who owns Blauwies who had just served me the beer, and he's just stood on a pavement in Amsterdam
1: with a little kegging machine pouring out beer for people i'm glad you said that because when you said he was stood on the street oh, in Amsterdam, yeah. i was immediately going oh no where's this going uh <laughs> yeah it, it, it's it, it's full of brewers and beer geeks lots of
0: people returning it's really massively friendly i chatted to lots and lots of people who i didn't really know but you just found yourself at the same place at the same time on your own drinking a beer and they were on their own or with one person or whatever and you start nattering about where they've come from and mm. how they're involved and what their interests are and all the rest of it and' just really interesting um phenomenal range of beers some of the like every every beer I had was interesting and good I did not drink a bad beer all weekend um, yeah
1: i do I do really li- amazing I do like a a less formal um, hmm. format for uh, Beer festivals, like there, you know, there are some that I've been to, and you've got your session. You pay your ticket for a session, and like they divide the day into a, a couple of sessions, and you go and you feel like you feel under pressure. You feel like there is a um, like you've got to rush almost sometimes because there are there are so there are so many beers you want to try, and you think to yourself, yeah. oh well, I've got to try this and I've got to try that and I've got to try that and, and that's probably my favourite thing, it yeah. I feel like there's a mad scrum because everyone's thinking the same and everyone goes to the bars where it's like, I've been to some events that uh, it's just a, it's an all day thing. You pay you pay your ticket, you come and go as you please, you um, yeah, you just take your time about things and there's so much more fun. Uh, I think probably one of my favourite things
0: about it was actually it's just it's so laid back, there's so many good beers, so many different stuff that you didn't really feel like, I missed the one that I was going for but, there's always more. There is no yeah. particular one must have beer. There was so many good stuff um, and really interesting stuff. So I went to a, a talk, a couple of talks by Lars Marais Garshall, who writes a great blog uh, about mm, Northern European uh, farmhouse brewing and the traditions there. And I got to drink raw beer, so beer that hasn't been boiled, okay. um, yeah, which was really interesting. Uh, and I got to drink. Uh, some other traditional well, beers made with different yeasts and stuff that he brought along for it um, and I, I don't think I'll ever I might never get the chance to try those kind of beers again mm. you know it's um, a great fun geeky way to spend a weekend with other people who've got the same interest and out a big pressure to you know to fight your way to the front and drink lots of beer and get drunk because it's also continental drinking style 150 milliliter serves which I've got to say, I rather like. I sat in the bar, I drank 150 milliliters of a 7 or 8% beer, whilst chatting with people, and then I go up to the bar, get another one, and it's kind of the right amount of chatting to drinking, That's so I minute. never got really, really gone. It gives
1: you the opportunity to try a lot more, like a, a couple of our colleagues have been to uh, Copenhagen, but their yeah. beer festival lasts a couple of years and you get a small glass yeah, that they it's a give 50, you 50 mil yeah and you just get that, that chance to try so many beers and like given that there is a tendency to uh, to brew much stronger beers mm. uh, like you don't want to have a third of 6 or 7 7% beers because no. you're slosh by the time you get to the end of it it's like um, yeah, so and you yeah. don't, but you once you've reached that certain point, you don't appreciate, yeah, you're not but, really enjoying, you're not, your you're not, a, you, you're just drunk at that point, you're yeah. just drinking because, well, well, I've got my buzz going. Uh, you, you, you're not drinking to, uh, to appreciate the beer by that point. So, I,
0: I and mean, that's the other nice thing about a four-day four, four day festival is you've got all day to drink, yeah. So, I didn't, like, I didn't, I started drinking ridiculously early, I went for a coffee first, then got to the bar. Started working my way through things But I have a couple of A couple of
1: 150 mil serves Of something strongish Over an hour or two well, Again, Because you've not got that time constraint You're not trying to squeeze as many no. as you can in Because uh, it, like, so there are some beer festivals I've been to And like, there's so much stuff I yeah. want to try And like, there's no way I'm going to get to try them all In the, you know, the, the four hour session I've got like, And don't get me wrong I understand why some beer festivals do things that way More often than not it's the constraints of the venue uh, that mean they have to Absolutely, do things that yeah. way, um, but yeah, I am I'm I'm much more fond of the 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 more laid back. You know, people yeah. come and go at their own pace. You know, and you just sit and drink and try whatever you want. And, yeah,
0: uh, I, and the, there were some really great breweries to throw out some names. We've got the Hill Farmstead and Jester King, who did an amazing pairing meal that I went to.
1: Mm, um, yeah, tell me about
0: that, that yeah. really interesting the goat's cheese sounded fantastic. oh yeah, it was phenomenal food and really lovely beers um, but also lots of British ones so um, Burning Sky was there with their cuvee there was um, Buxton there there was Charlton there, there was did you
1: say Siren were
0: yeah, Siren had a big presence there American, had like Twisted Stave as well. The, sorry, Crooked Stave were there. We had um, Tilquin from from Belgium, and yeah, there was like it's it's a great great lineup. And um, I'll finish on the like thank you to the bar staff and organising and volunteers because they were top notch. It's it's one of these ones you sometimes come away from festivals. It must be it's hard work. to imagine being the person being a, a volunteer at these festivals. Mm. I'm sure. Um, but all of those bars I went in really good service really nice volunteers really felt looked after the entire time I was there so thank you to all of them I definitely want to go back next year now (laughs) yeah, anyway We've, we go back to this beer before we wrap up. Yes. Ooh, a, there you are Yeah. Right. Uh, Sorry. A little uh, to pour. Ro- Ro- Roland's,
1: been, Roland's been talking with like uh, still like half of his beer in the glass. And like I, I polished off my beer before he started talking about his uh, his trip to Amsterdam. I've just mm. been sitting here like I'm getting quite thirsty now. <laughs> uh, so, I like, I didn't realise was a little bit still in the There box, is. So. Do you want to wrap up thoughts? You can. He says, take us one good beer." Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, I mean it's it's really it's a really tasty rye beer. I I really like the fact that the hops don't dominate. It's really they it, it, they let the rye provide the character. Yeah, um, I I love this. My my one reservation is I prefer to have this more like autumn, like this this like rye for me. I I enjoy to have a rye in autumn as the nights are starting to get a little bit shorter. You know, you start yeah. lighting the fire again and. Uh, I love to have a rye on an evening. It's just a it's a it's a very comforting beer. There's something about the rye, the it, rye that it, it just... suits like that bonfirey kind of yeah thing, um, doesn't it? But you know, I mean, that's that's you know, I, I can't hold that against the beer <laughs> So, um, but you know, I quite happily have a couple of a uh, couple of bottles of this once we get to uh, September October. Um, yeah, I'm gonna give that a. what oh, do I do it? Do I do it? Nine.
0: Oh, very
1: positive.
0: Um, <laughs> I don't think it would be quite as positive as you. I do like it. Um, I think it's a very straightforward rye beer. Um, and I actually, I can see the appeal of that. Um, I don't think it's super complicated, but I think it's the kind of rye I could have a few of and enjoy each time. Um, that said, if I was going to have a few of them, I'd probably have rather have a little lower percentage. Um, 58 I'm sure there's benefits to it um, I would probably prefer it a little lighter even if it's a very, a pretty straightforward beer and I could call it genuinely sessionable rather than just dangerously sessionable um, as it is <laughs> so uh, I'm going to go 7.5 I think, mm. yeah it's a, it's a nice solid entry um, yeah. well done Samuels I think it, it's a definitely an
1: interesting entry um, and a good choice of style yes I, I enjoyed the beer i also enjoyed the self-deprecating sense of humor mm. on the back of the label as well uh so uh, i think we should uh, drink up and show up don't we you? should yeah we're done